be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We are to go from one thing to entirely a different thing. And what is that different thing? It is the character and the glory of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. said, you must be born twice. What in the world did he mean by that? Hi everybody, welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire and thank you for joining us today. We're continuing the series, Two Keys to Knowing God's Will. You know, Jesus often said things that didn't make sense to the natural mind. One time, a brilliant theologian named Nicodemus approached him in the dark of night. Jesus told him something that totally threw him for a loop. He said, Truly I say to you, you must be born again. Nicodemus responded with the question, How can a man be born twice? Well, we're going to answer that question today in part two of the series, Two Keys to Knowing God's Will. You don't want to miss this enlightening talk. So grab your Bible and follow along as we go to the message, From Caterpillar to Butterfly. I want to read to you out of Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let's read out loud together. Are you ready? 1, 2, 3. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, an acceptable and perfect will of God. Father, we just thank you today for helping us to discern God's will. And Lord, I pray that the light of your word will shine today in a mighty way. I pray that you will illuminate our spirits, that Lord, you will open our understanding, that we would discern God's will in our life. In Jesus' name, I receive the word of God. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're going to know the will of God. Now, last time, we began a two-week series, a little brief two-week series, on knowing the will of God. Now, I said the word know, but a better word is prove, because the Bible says that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, the word prove is real important. The word prove means discern. So what he's really saying is that you may discern that you may distinguish between several options. Now, my experience has been that when I want to know the will of God, I usually have several options in front of me, and it's sort of like, well, the real will of God, please stand up. And I have to distinguish between options, and it takes discernment. This can have to do with a person. It can have to do with a place. It can have to do with a thing. It might be a job, might be a relationship, where I should live, a direction I should go. Life is full of decisions, and in all of them, small and great, we want to know God's will. 
We want to walk in God's will. So he's telling us here how to get to the place where our spiritual senses are sharpened. And we're able to look at options and say, you know what, that looks like God to me. I discern that that is God. God's hand is on that. God's hand is in that. And these other things, I don't sense God on that. My spiritual senses have been sharpened, accentuated, made stronger. So how do you do it? He says, you're never going to know God's will unless you do two things. It's going to be very difficult for you to cut through it all and know God's will unless you do these two things. You must fully surrender your life to him. Full surrender, as we sing all the time, I surrender all. And we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So surrendered, transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now we saw last time that our bodies are no longer our own. Paul lets us know, hey, by the Spirit of God, let me tell you, you've been purchased with a price, with divine currency, The currency of the blood of Jesus purchased you so you are no longer your own. So guess what, folks? We have lost all our rights. Let me go preach that on ABC, CBS, and NBC. Because aren't we in America all about my rights? I got my rights. I want my rights. But guess what? When you come to the Lord, he owns you. And he owns me. And he has purchased us with his blood, and therefore we don't have any rights. The only right we have is to serve the Lord. So our bodies are no longer our own, no longer our own to do with what we want. We've been bought with a price. He owns us. He is Lord. And if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And we talked about the word sanctification because guess what? Surrender precedes sanctification. Sanctification means set aside for special use. So as soon as we become his, he says, okay, I own you now, and here's what I'm doing. I'm setting you aside for special use. For the glory of my kingdom, for my purposes, I'm setting you aside. Now I told you last week, you are God's China. Special, set aside for the work and purpose of the kingdom of God. So we are surrendered and then sanctified. Sanctified body, soul, and spirit. He owns us and we're set aside. We're sanctified. The Bible says, come apart from them. Come apart from them and be ye separate, says the Lord. That's sanctification. Now, I also shared with you a statement. And here's the statement. I want you to say it with me. You will never be what you ought to be till you do what you ought to do. So we all want to be like Jesus. We all want to walk in his purposes. We all want to count for God. We have dreams. We have aspirations. There's things we want to reach in him, levels we want to climb to. But he says, you're never going to be what you really want to be until you do what you ought to do. Now, Romans 12, 1 and 2 is telling us what we ought to do to be what we want to be. Total surrender sanctification, and then transformation by the renewing of our minds. Now, let's talk about the renewing of the mind today. He says, here's the second key. The second key is 
be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, conform, we all know what conform means. We talk about being nonconformist or somebody conforming to this, that, or the other. Conforming means that we are fitted or we allow ourselves to be poured into a mold. One version puts it, don't be squeezed into the mold of this world. So that's the conformity he's talking about. Listen to the New Living Translation. I like this. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Did you catch that? How are we transformed? By changing the way we think. Doesn't the Bible say, as a man thinks in his heart, so will he be? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Because as you think, you will do. You do according to how you think. So he says, I don't want you to be conformed to the thinking of this world. I don't want you to have the attitudes of this world. I don't want you to see people the way this world sees people. I want you to have your mind renewed. I want your thinking renewed. I want the old way of thinking erased with a, and replaced with a new way of thinking. And that is how we're transformed. You remember, we all know this verse. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, we've always heard it taught this way. Well, when you get saved and you know the truth, and you are therefore instantly set free. And you know what? That's true to a point. But here's the deal. Salvation is immediate. It's instantaneous. But sanctification is a process that is lifelong. So let me put it to you another way. You shall know the truth and continue ongoingly to know more and more truth, and that more and more truth will ongoingly set you more and more free. And the truth comes from this book right here. I'm holding in my book, God's Thoughts. This book is full of the thoughts of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is breathed out by God. It comes from God. And so when you read these passages, read these words, read these thoughts, then the Bible talks about it being the washing of water by the Word. The Word of God is like totally pure, pristine, clear water with industrial strength, supernatural soap. And your mind, your thinking is washed by the water of the Word of God. Every time you read it, you're being scrubbed on the inside of your mind. That's what the Bible wants us to see. So it says, for that to happen, you're going to have to totally dedicate yourself to the Lord, come apart to Him, and come out of the world, shun being conformed to this world, because this world will lead you away from God. Have you ever noticed this world, if you go with its its thoughts and its ways and its attitudes, they lead you away from God. Listen to what John wrote about the world. And I want to talk about the world. Please understand, I'm not talking about God's beautiful creation. I love God's creation. I look at what God made and I praise Him all the time. I see the hand of God on everything all around me. This has all been created by Him. He's not saying shun that. Here's what He's talking about. John says in 1 John 2, 15, Stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you. 
For when you love these things, you show that you do not really love God. Wow. He goes on. For all these worldly things, here's what we're talking about. The world system. Here's what it's made up of. For all these worldly things, these evil desires, the craze for sex, the ambition to buy everything that appeals to you, and the pride that comes from wealth and importance, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. These things are not from God, but they are from the world. And he says, this world is fading away, and these evil forbidden things are going to go with it. But whoever does the will of God will abide forever. So there you've got it. He says, I want you to not be conformed to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, the ways of this world, thinking of this world, attitudes of this world. I want you instead to have your mind renewed. The truth is that, and we all feel it, every single day we're pressured to agree with the world's conclusions, aren't we? Follow the world's lead in fashion, in behavior, in philosophy. Think like us. View things like us. Do like us. Walk like us. Talk like us. It's constant pressure. And you know what? That pressure is also fear-driven. We're afraid that if we don't go along with the crowd that we're going to be rejected, we're going to be ridiculed, we're going to be unpopular, and God forbid that we would be unpopular. So, Pastor Jeff, I want to love the Lord and be popular at the same time. Rots a ruck. It's not going to happen. Well, how come? Here's the promise. You may not want to lay claim to this promise, but it's a promise. He that lives godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So if you decide to walk with the Lord, there's going to be certain sets of people, certain people who are not going to be blessed. Because you're walking with God, and you won't be popular. But here's what I want to tell you today. Don't worry about that. I'd rather have the smile of God and the frown of man than the smile of man and the frown of God. How about you? Isn't that true? Besides, all the people you want to be popular with, hey, they're not going to remember you next year. So why not try to put a smile on God's face and please the Lord instead of man? The Bible says the fear of man brings a snare to your soul. And it snares your soul because if you're afraid of what men think, then you're not going to please God. But I want to rather fear what God thinks and not please men. Somebody said most people forfeit three quarters of who they really are just to be like other people conforming. The pressure to conform is so very, very strong. Remember when you were a kid in school, how strong it was? You wanted to dress like everybody, walk like everybody, talk like everybody, think like everybody, go where everybody else went. And now where are all those people? They're all gone. When you see them 15, 20 years later, the ones that were in school with you, you don't even recognize them. They tell you who they are. You, oh, hey, And you are worried about their opinion? The Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. I want you to listen to a really powerful statement in Galatians chapter 1, verse 4. Listen to what Paul writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So this is God talking to us. Now listen to what he says. This is powerful. He says, Jesus gave himself up to atone for our sins and to save and sanctify us in order to... 
rescue and deliver us from this present wicked age and world order in accordance with the will and purpose and plan of our God and Father. Do you know what that's saying? This is not talking about Jesus dying so we can go to heaven, although he did. It's talking about Jesus came to rescue us from being corrupted by this current wicked culture. He came to rescue us from being seduced into and corrupted by this current wicked culture that revolves around the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Wow. So Jesus is going to get us to heaven one day, but here's his message to us. You are in the world, but I don't want you to be of the world. You live in it, but I don't want you to love it, the, the wicked world system. I want you to love me, take your stand, and walk with me, be sanctified and set apart to me, and get your mind renewed by the washing of water by the word so you can discern my will. Amen. Now, I love the verse in Romans that says, God made the things we can see to teach us about things we cannot See, So God, when, when God made everything, he said, let me make this and this and this and this, and it will, it will be a message. It'll bring a message. It'll bring an illustration to human beings. And do you know that there is a spider called the diving bell spider that knows how to live underwater? Now, I personally believe that God knew that this little spider was going to teach us something, so he created the diving bell spider. This diving bell spider lives underwater. You know how he does it? He does this by carrying with himself his own air pocket. So that while he's under the water, guess what? Watch this. He's never touched by the water, and he can also breathe. So he's surrounded by something that doesn't touch him, and he can survive in a toxic atmosphere that something that's supposed to live on land should never be able to live in. He ingeniously carries with himself his own atmosphere. Well, Pastor, where are you going with this? Oh, I think it's an illustration of what the Christian's called to do. We are in the world, yet we don't have to be submerged in the world's thinking and ways. Let me put it another way. We're to carry with us our own atmosphere. We're to carry with us our own atmosphere our own air pocket filled with the presence and the thinking of the kingdom of God. So that every morning, you know what I do? I do like the diving bell spider. I get into this word of God and I fill my spirit with the word of God. I worship the Lord and I pray. And I wait until I am filled with the Holy Spirit and I am surrounded by heaven's atmosphere. And I find that when I am surrounded by heaven's atmosphere, then when I go out the front door and I face the world, the flesh, and the devil, I'm in it but not of it. I am not affected by the toxic atmosphere because I have brought with me my own atmosphere, and that is the fullness of the Spirit and the presence of the kingdom of God. See, we're supposed to go out there and say, you know what, I'm in it, but it's not affecting me, it's not corrupting me. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to love the orphans and the widows and their affliction, and James wrote, and to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And how do you keep yourself unspotted from the world? By filling, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God so that now you've got an atmosphere around you and the world doesn't get in. So thank God for the diving bell spider. So 
He says, rather than being conformed, letting the world shape you and mold you and make you, rather than taking on the world's attitudes and thoughts and worldview, he said, I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. Everybody say transformed. Now, transform comes from a Greek word. Here it is, metamorphuo. Now, what do you think we get from metamorphuo? Metamorphosis. You heard about metamorphosis in science class. And we were told about the caterpillar. And a little caterpillar going from leaf to leaf. All the caterpillar does is live to eat and eat to live. He just goes from leaf to leaf. Eating. But then he comes to a point in his life that he spins around himself a cocoon. And in that cocoon, the caterpillar becomes liquid. And then after a period of time, a miracle happens. And that former caterpillar emerges from that cocoon in the form of a beautiful, colorful, airborne butterfly. He went from crawling, eating to live, and living to eat caterpillar to a beautiful, colorful, airborne butterfly. That's called metamorphosis. And that's the word he uses when he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he's talking about something radical here. We are to go from one thing to entirely a different thing. And what is that different thing? It is the character and the person and the beauty and the glory of Jesus Christ. We were caterpillars living to eat and eating to live. But then we met Jesus. And Jesus began to change us. And now we are in the process of metamorphosis, being changed literally from one thing into something completely and totally different. What an amazing truth from Jesus that we really can experience a second birth, the miracle of being born again. You know, I experienced this miracle myself many years ago as a teenager while incarcerated in a juvenile home on drug charges. Jesus came into my heart and life that day as I was born again, just like he said. If not for that experience, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Perhaps you need to ask Christ into your heart just like I did. You can do it right now by simply praying these words. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin and come into my heart. Change me, Lord, with the new birth. In your name I pray, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, listen to the announcer at the end who will tell you how you might contact us. We would love to hear of your decision and to send you some helpful materials that will guide you in your new spiritual walk. Here at Life Talk, we want nothing more than for you to experience success in your Christian life. And that's why we're making a very special offer to our Life Talk listeners. Here's our announcer to tell you more. From Caterpillar to Butterfly is the second message of Pastor Jeff's series, Two Keys to Knowing God's Will. You can own a copy of this two-CD set for just $10 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. 
Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the series Two Keys to Knowing God's Will for only $10 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. For those of you who will help Life Talk reach America with God's Word, Jeff has written a beautiful booklet entitled, Let the Journey Continue, The Spirit-Filled Life. Let the Journey Continue is a beautifully designed companion booklet to our last month's offer, Let the Journey Begin. Let the Journey Continue explains in a simple, easy-to-read style what the Bible teaches about walking in the Spirit. This will surely be a helpful addition to your spiritual resources library. And Let the Journey Continue would make a great gift for that teen in the house, friend, co-worker, or spouse that might be struggling to understand how to live the Christian life in victory. Don't miss this beautifully illustrated little booklet for a gift of any size to helping Life Talk take God's Word to America. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.